0: Good morning, Volker. We are very happy to have you here on uh, on our chat. And um, here we are talking about uh, um, the HR circle, gathering the information about uh, all things, HR strategy and HR practice. And um, if you're the first time here and you're probably the first time because we are just starting this kind of chats with our uh, base please subscribe and now I would like to introduce you to Volker who is our first guest we're very excited to have him given his experience may I ask you to introduce yourself Volker
1: yeah sure hi Chiara thank you very much for having me I'm, I'm, I'm happy to contribute to this I think very interesting format of, of exchanging ideas and thoughts about um, the HR space and and everything around it my professional past is is, is full of, of HR transformation consultancy. Then I did a lot of HR, digital HR research. And uh, from that, I set up my company, TI People. It's, it's an employee experience company. So we help large organizations uh, provide better experiences to people at work. Uh, and we do that based on data that we collect. So we have a huge database full of experience qualities of people that go to work so millions of of data set um, data sets in it and with that data we're trying to understand what the trends in employee experience are and how to best help companies focus on the most important pieces of it.
0: You know I love two things about your your background on one side how the interaction with customers and HR transformation has immediately made evident, and you were really a forerunner in the experience world, Mm -hmm. and has made evident the fact that experience is a critical factor in the HR world and in HR transformation. And I love how your approach that is at the same time, factual and predictive based on data. Mm-hmm. how would you define uh, the concept of a, of um, employee experience
1: yeah good good question and i'm i'm born german so definitions is, is a good thing to start with uh, let's let's uh, the, 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 our way of the, of the defining employee experience is the, the employee experience is the human experience of work and it is represented by and here we go the perceived quality of interactions at work. So it's the sum of all interactions at work and how these interactions are perceived by the individual. So it's, it's, that's the thing that is interesting about employee experience because people that go to work have so many interactions. right? So compare it to customer experience, the sum of interactions that you have as a customer, even if you're buying a complex B2B good, um, is very limited to some moments and some touch points. Whereas if you go to work and if you're working for a company for let's say eight years, you will have hundreds of thousands of interactions. So this ecosystem of employee experiences is so much more complex than the ecosystem of customer experiences that makes it really, really hard to manage it because there's a jungle of experiences and you have to cut through that jungle to see the few experiences that for a company are good to go after and they yield the highest returns and so forth. So first and foremost, from this definition of employee experience, what what comes out of it is you have a big prioritization problem and that is also reflected in what we read about employee experience, because it can be anything, and it's correct, right? So if, if all interactions and the perceived quality of interactions is what makes the employee experience, then it can be anything. Yet the problem is, what is the core? What is the most important piece to go after? And that is what we think. You can only do and and and, and understand if you have data. And that's uh, Yeah, that's the link of the definition. I think the definition is broadly shared. Um, Experienced designers would say the same thing uh, and and customer experience expert would say the same thing. So the the definition is broadly shared. I think what that means for HR is this huge problem of focus and and prioritization. Sorry, a lengthy answer. (laughs)
0: No, no, no. I think that's an important answer, both, uh, well, for me to understand the better, but also for, I hope for our listeners, because uh, it's a very confused world. And experience is not just about everything. It's also what is actionable, what can be measured, because otherwise we, we cannot act on something we don't know. We need to measure something to know and understand it. And in the end, what is relevant for one company has to be filtered through the company culture, the company way of working, and in the end, the relationship that they have with their own employees. It's very specific to, an, to, to, a, to a corporation and not standardized cookie cutter. If I come in a company and I try to apply uh, an experience approach that has been designed for someone else, that will not work.
1: Yeah, and it's even worse, Chiara. So uh, not only will it not work to copy it from one company to another, it's it's even worse because employee experience is a human-centered thing. So as said, it is the quality of interactions as perceived by the individual. So if you are a very orthodox thinker in employee experience, you would say you have to design an experience for a single individual and understand the individual's context of the interaction and all the rest of that. That, of course, is overdoing it because in large companies that, that in large companies, we have to be able to do that at scale. So therefore, this, this question of how much of a one-fits-all standardized process approach is possible in providing better experience, I totally agree, not possible. So we have to think the experience from the from the perspective, from the lens of the individual person. And that means we have to, and that's, that, that's a big cultural shift, like, like all our HR transformation folks are thinking a lot in processes and policies. Now, what we have to understand is processes and politi- policies create experiences, of course, But they are not the experience so the experience design doesn't mean process redesign it is, uh, we have to first understand what what, and and here's the the thing. We have to first understand which experiences are there at all right so first we have to have a model in place by which we can cut the whole jungle of experiences into slices and dices that we can understand. And then measure and then manage and then improve Uh, so and and and. The concept that is that's used for that is cutting the experiences down into moments in which experiences happen. These moments are setting the context. So, and and then and the second dimension of an experience is the touch point. So, through what is something experienced? And and a touch point could be a manager one-on-one, right? So that could be a, t- a touch point. Now, what's important is in which context does this manager one-on-one happen? Uh, It could be, it's my first day after parental leave and I come back to the office and I have my manager one-on-one. That is a very different context. So I'm having an informal chat with my manager at the coffee machine or I'm having an annual performance review uh, with my manager. Uh, so, So we need to understand the context and the touch point And that is the first way of understanding it. And then the process thinking, so the thinking of what does a company want to do or can create at scale or can automate with IT systems, that is then I would say only a backstage exercise of creating experiences. But the front stage is really the perception of the individual in context at touch point.
0: Which makes completely sense because again, we're talking about people and human experience. So we need to start with the person. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering uh, from a, how to say, production point of view, and I'm Italian, so I speak with my hands.
1: (laughs) Um,
0: And I'm wondering, where would you suggest we start from? We start, with, uh, because I imagine somewhere, if I have a meeting with uh, my three mates and uh, we are charged to design uh, an approach to experience for my company XYZ. I need to start from something. I need to have the first grabbing piece. And I'm Good. wondering what you would suggest our-
1: Perfect. It's a perfect question. And, and it's it, it, exactly the, qu- the right question to ask because as said, HR folks are overwhelmed with this employee experience thing it's just it's just such a huge beast and taming that beast, as I said, requires data, so what I would. What I would suggest is is a simple approach of think big start small iterate as you scale so thinking big means we need one language for experiences everyone in the organization has to talk about experience in the same way, because otherwise we will never find enough cross silo collaboration and and shared accountability with business owners for creating better experiences. So we need to speak one language, therefore we need one framework, so we need to have a common understanding of like what are the journeys our employees go through. How do we cut these journeys down into moments that set different contexts. And within each moment, what are the touch points that we are interested in managing? So this system has to be defined, that is think big. It's a, you can buy a ready-made system, we've built one. So that's just, they are there. So it's not a lot of work, but, but that such a thing is needed for everyone to speak the same language. I call it the experience framework or experience data framework it depends on how how much on data you want to push and then once that's there then there are the the second thing is start small so pick one experience and improve it Mm -hmm. and 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 this picking one is an interesting one there's two general approaches to it one is you listen to the highest paid opinion in the room And what that person says is what you go after the first. That's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is if you really think in this human centric way, you ask the employees where to start. Uh, so what you would do is you would do a baseline measurement of all the relevant experiences in a company. And you do that with a quick survey thing and outcomes Number one, which experiences are broken. So where do people say this experience is not good? And then number two, of those that are broken, identify the, the few that have a high impact on the overall experience of people. Those are the two dimensions we have to consider. We, not only do we have to figure out which experiences are broken, we also have to know of those which have a high impact on the overall experience. So pick an experience that is broken and has a high impact on the overall experience of the people. And that is a good starting point for start uh, start small. So you pick one specific experience, could be the experience of, I'm just building this as, as an example, it could be the experience of the frontline managers in our sales teams in South America, why not? So we are creating a better experience for frontline managers of sales teams in a region, and we start there, we, the way of improving experiences is you, you typically use design thinking methods. So agile methods that that involve the people directly. Uh, so you're not designing it to them or for them, but you do it with them, right? So that's, that's the way of doing it. So you do some focus groups with these frontline managers in the sales department in South America, you improve their experience and then You remeasure and see that things have improved and ideally you're able to also prove the business impact that that has had so customer experience goes up in South America. If, once that happens, you will create a pull effect other people in the organization will see that example and will want the same thing because it's good for their business. And if that's the case, then HR has won because HR has found shared accountability with business owners that want to create better experience for their people that's the iterate as you scale part of the story so st- think big start small iterate as you scale could be an approach to, to doing it
0: that that makes completely sense it's uh, to some extent it resonates to me some of the approaches that we actually studied Um, and when I say we, it's previous companies and environments, not necessarily SIP as well, of course, uh, for analytics, where the approach has been often the same. I know you're very familiar with approach, which are analytics and the concept of seeing um, how creating a set of analytics that can allow to make a difference and starting with a small part of the company so you can eventually create a pull effect. And I love that example. I have a question, but I think that will be for another chat. And that's about how exactly do you, how do you prototype when you talk about HR processes and design Mm -hmm. thinking? But I'm afraid that that will have to be for another chat because I'd love to feed from you on on your design thinking experience. But I think for everybody's best interest, we should cut it out now and start Winding down. See if you have uh, a few last uh, words of advice uh, for how we go ahead for HR exp- for HR experience and employee experience. I find funny actually how we ke- I keep mixing up HR experience and employee experience, and yeah. in fact they should be uh, aligned because yeah. HR is people. But
1: yeah, I think that it's a let me maybe that's a that's a good finishing thought. Um, the experience that HR can directly create is only so impactful, right? So that we know from our data that HR can create meaningful experiences, but compared to all the other experiences at work, it's just a subset. Now, I totally understand that in some organizations, when they get started with, with, with employee experience management, that they start with the experience that HR create in the sense of, clean your own house first before you go and and talk to other people and say what they should do it that makes sense it's a logical pragmatic approach but we should never forget that the by far most impactful moment for people is when they perform their job so it's not when they interact with hr Uh, it's when they perform their job and what if we as hr can over time establish a a system in which people it's it's easier for people to get their jobs done that is having the highest impact on the whole thing
0: that's a very powerful thought because in many in many discussion i hear a lot of uh well, let start with HR processes, but you're right. That would be just a start and just an inspiration. But the important part is how we all perform and uh, deliver uh, exactly. what we're paid for delivering. Yeah,
1: exactly. very good.
0: Thank you so much, Volker. It was uh, always lovely talking to you. And I think it was uh, a useful and factual uh, discussion. I thank you so much for your time. And uh, to everybody else, thank you for your time and uh, we'll uh, see you next time. Thank you. Good morning, Volker. We are very happy to have you here on uh, on our chat. And um, here we are talking about uh, um, the HR circle, gathering the information about uh, all things, HR strategy and HR practice. And um, if you're the first time here and you're probably the first time because we are just starting this kind of chats with our uh, base please subscribe and now I would like to introduce you to Volker who is our first guest we're very excited to have him given his experience may I ask you to introduce yourself Volker
1: yeah sure hi Chiara thank you very much for having me I'm, I'm, I'm happy to contribute to this I think very interesting format of, of exchanging ideas and thoughts about um, the HR space and and everything around it my Professional past is is, is full of, of HR transformation consultancy. Then I did a lot of HR, digital HR research. And uh, from that, I set up my company, TI People. It's, it's an employee experience company. So we help large organizations uh, provide better experiences to people at work. Uh, and we do that based on data that we collect. So we have a huge database full of experience qualities of people that go to work, so millions of, of data, set, um, data sets in it, and with that data, we're trying to understand what the trends in employee experience are, and how to best help companies focus on the most important pieces of it.
0: You know, I love two things about your, your background. On one side, how the interaction with customers and HR transformation has immediately made evident, and you were really a forerunner in the experience world, Mm -hmm. and has made evident the fact that experience is a critical factor in the HR world and in HR transformation. And I love how your approach that is at the same time, factual and predictive based on data. Mm-hmm. How would you define uh, the concept of, a, of um, employee experience?
1: Yeah, good, good question. And I'm, I'm born German, so definitions is, is a good thing to start with. Uh, let's, let's, uh, the, 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 our way of, the, of the defining employee experience is the, the employee experience is the human experience of work. And it is represented by, and here we go, the perceived quality of interactions at work so it's the sum of all interactions at work and how these interactions are perceived by the individual so it's it's that's the thing that is interesting about employee experience because people that go to work have so many interactions right so compare it to customer experience the sum of interactions that you have as a customer, even if you're buying a complex B2B good, um, is very limited to some moments and some touch points. Whereas if you go to work and if you're working for a company for let's say eight years, you will have hundreds of thousands of interactions. So this ecosystem of employee experiences is so much more complex than the ecosystem of customer experiences that makes it really, really hard to manage it because there's a jungle of experiences and you have to cut through that jungle to see the few experiences that for a company are good to go after and they yield the highest returns and so forth. So first and foremost, from this definition of employee experience, what what comes out of it is you have a big prioritization problem. And that is also reflected in what we read about employee experience, because it can be anything and it's correct right, so if, if all interactions and the perceived quality of interactions is what makes the employee experience, then it can be anything. Yet the problem is what is the core, what is the most important piece to go after, and that is what we think you can only do and, 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 and understand if you have data and that's uh, that's the link of the definition I think the definition is broadly shared Um, Experienced designers would say the same thing uh, and and customer experience expert would say the same thing so the the definition is broadly shared I think what that means for HR is this huge problem of focus and 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 prioritization sorry a lengthy answer (laughs)
0: No, 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 that's, I think that's an important answer, both, uh, well, for me to understand the better, but also for, I hope for our listeners, because uh, it's a very confused world and experience is not just about everything. It's also what is actionable, what can be measured, because otherwise we, we cannot act on something we don't know. We need to measure something to know and understand it. And in the end, what is relevant for one company has to be filtered through the company culture, the company way of working, and in the end, the relationship that they have with their own employees. It's very specific to, an, to, to, a, to a corporation and not standardized cookie cutter. If I come in a company and I try to apply uh, an experience approach that has been designed for someone else, that will not work.
1: Yeah. And it's even worse, Chiara. So uh, not only will it not work to copy it from co- one company to another, it's, 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 it's even worse because employee experience is a human-centered thing. So as I said, it's the quality of interactions as perceived by the individual. So if you are a very orthodox thinker in employee experience, you would say you have to design An experience for a single individual and understand the individual's context of the interaction and all the rest of that that of course is overdoing it because in large companies that that in large companies we have to be able to do that at scale so therefore this this question of how much of a one-fits-all standardized process approach is possible in providing better experience i totally agree not possible so we have to think the experience from the from the perspective, from the lens of the individual person. And that means we have to, and that's, that, that's a big cultural shift, like, like all our HR transformation folks are thinking a lot in processes and policies. Now, what we have to understand is processes and politi- policies create experiences, of course, but they are not the experience. So the experience design doesn't mean process redesign. It is, uh, we have to first understand what, what, and and here's the the thing. We have to first understand which experiences are there at all, right? So first we have to have a model in place by which we can cut the whole jungle of experiences into slices and dices that we can understand and then measure and then manage and then improve. Uh, So, and, 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 the concept that is that's used for that is cutting the experiences down into moments in which experiences happen. These moments are setting the context. So, and and then and the second dimension of an experience is the touch point. So, through what is something experienced? And and a touch point could be a manager one-on-one, right? So that could be a, t- a touch point. Now, but what's important is in which context does this manager one-on-one happen? Uh, It could be, it's my first day after parental leave and I come back to the office and I have my manager one-on-one. That is a very different context. So I'm having an informal chat with my manager at the coffee machine or I'm having an annual performance review uh, with my manager. Uh, so, So we need to understand the context and the touch point And that is the first way of understanding it. And then the process thinking, so the thinking of what does a company want to do or can create at scale or can automate with IT systems, that is then I would say only a backstage exercise of creating experiences. But the front stage is really the perception of the individual in context at touch point
0: which makes completely sense because again, we're talking about people and human experience. So we need to start with the person, Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering uh, from a, how to say production point of view, and I'm Italian, so I speak with my hands. (laughs) Um, And I'm wondering, where would you suggest we start from? We start, with, uh, because I imagine somewhere, if I have a meeting with uh, my three mates and uh, we are charged to design uh, an approach to experience for my company XYZ. I need to start from something. I need to have the first grabbing piece. And I'm Good. wondering what you would suggest our-
1: Perfect. It's a perfect question. And, and it's it, it, exactly the, the right question to ask because as said, HR folks are overwhelmed with this employee experience thing it's just it's just such a huge beast and taming that beast as I said requires data so what I would what I would suggest is is a simple approach of think big start small iterate as you scale so thinking big means we need one language for experiences everyone in the organization has to talk about experience in the same way, because otherwise we will never find enough cross silo collaboration and and shared accountability with business owners for creating better experiences. So we need to speak one language, therefore we need one framework. So we need to have a common understanding of like, what are the journeys our employees go through? How do we cut these journeys down into moments that set different contexts. And within each moment, what are the touch points that we are interested in managing? So this system has to be defined, that is think big. It's a, you can buy a ready-made system, we've built one. So that's just, they are there. So it's not a lot of work, but, but that such a thing is needed for everyone to speak the same language. I call it the experience framework or experience data framework it depends on how how much on data you want to push and then once that's there then there are the the second thing is start small so pick one experience and improve it Mm -hmm. and 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 this picking one is an interesting one there's two general approaches to it one is you listen to the highest paid opinion in the room And what that person says is what you go after the first. That's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is if you really think in this human centric way, you ask the employees where to start. Uh, so what you would do is you would do a baseline measurement of all the relevant experiences in a company. And you do that with a quick survey thing and outcomes Number one, which experiences are broken? So where do people say this experience is not good? And then number two, of those that are broken, identify the, the few that have a high impact on the overall experience of people. Those are the two dimensions we have to consider. We, not only do we have to figure out which experiences are broken, we also have to know of those which have a high impact on the overall experience. So pick an experience that is broken and has a high impact on the overall experience of the people and that is a good starting point for start, uh, start small so you pick one specific experience could be the experience of let's I'm, I'm just building this as, as an example it could be the experience of the frontline managers in our sales teams in south america why not so we are creating a better experience for frontline managers of sales teams in a region and we start there, we, the way of improving experiences is you, you typically use design thinking methods. So agile methods that that involve the people directly. Uh, so you're not designing it to them or for them, but you do it with them, right? So that's, that's the way of doing it. So you do some focus groups with these frontline managers in the sales department in South America, you improve their experience and then You remeasure and see that things have improved and ideally you're able to also prove the business impact that that has had so customer experience goes up in South America. If, once that happens, you will create a pull effect other people in the organization will see that example and will want the same thing because it's good for their business. And if that's the case, then HR has won because HR has found shared accountability with business owners that want to create better experience for their people. That's the iterate as you scale part of the story. So st- think big, start small, iterate as you scale could be an approach to, to doing it.
0: That, that makes completely sense. It, uh, to some extent, it resonates to me, some of the approaches that we actually studied um, and when I say we, it's previous companies and environments, uh, not necessarily SIP as well, of course, uh, for analytics, where the approach has been often the same. You, I know you're very familiar with approach, which are analytics and the concept of seeing um, how creating a set of analytics that can allow to make a difference and starting with a small part of the company. So you can eventually create a pull effect. And I love that example. I have a question, but I think that will be for another chat. And that's about how exactly do you, how do you prototype when you talk about HR processes and design mm-hmm. thinking? But I'm afraid that that will have to be for another chat yeah, because probably. I'd love to feed from you on, the, on your design thinking experience. But I think for everybody's best interest, we should cut it out now and start winding down see if you have uh, a few last uh, words of advice uh for how we go ahead for hr for hr experience and employee experience i find funny actually how we keep i keep mixing up hr experience and employee experience and in fact they should be aligned because hr is people but
1: yeah i think that it's a let me maybe that's a that's a good finishing thought Um, the experience that HR can directly create is only so impactful, right? So that we know from our data that HR can create meaningful experiences, but compared to all the other experiences at work, it's just a subset. Now, I totally understand that in some organizations, when they get started with, with, with employee experience management, that they start with the experience that HR create in the sense of, clean your own house first before you go and and talk to other people and say what they should do it that makes sense it's a logical pragmatic approach but we should never forget that the by far most impactful moment for people is when they perform their job so it's not when they interact with hr Uh, it's when they perform their job and what if we as hr can over time establish a a system in which people it's it's easier for people to get their jobs done that is having the highest impact on the whole thing
0: that's a very powerful thought because in many in many discussion i hear a lot of uh let's start with HR processes, but you're right. That would be just a start and just an inspiration. But the important part is how we all perform and uh, deliver uh, what we're paid for delivering. Yeah. Very good. Thank you so much, Volker. It was uh, always lovely talking to you. And I think it was uh, a useful and factual uh, discussion. I thank you so much for your time and uh, to everybody else thank you for your time and uh, we'll uh, see you next time thank you